guys, it's Corey from Redefining Strength. And today for the Fitness Hacks podcast, I want to go over five common training mistakes I see and how to avoid them. It's one of these things that, you know, we, we know we should be training smarter, not just harder. We know that everything in our workouts should be sort of designed towards our specific needs and goals. But even though we know this and it seems like a duh thing, it's one of these things that so often we get really focused on just working harder or we go into our workout that day and don't have anything planned and we just do what's easily available or, you know, how we feel. So it's one of these things that the more we can really make sure that we're designing everything in our workouts with our specific needs and goals in mind, the more we can really give ourselves a roadmap to success. I mean, it's one of these things that like, I always make the analogy, you know, like you don't just get in your car and drive towards your destination, hoping you'll get there when you've never been there, right? You find either your GPS and map out the directions, or you actually had a in the olden days, you know, a map where you'd make sure that you knew all the turns that you had to make to get there. So it's one of these things that you have to think about your workouts in the same way. You have to think about your workouts and the progressions you create as this roadmap to get results, because you can actually track what you're doing and know if, you know, maybe something's not working, you've made a wrong turn, how to go back and how to correct, right? But if we have no plan in place, if we haven't mapped anything out, we don't really know what's working and what's not. And we don't really know if we're moving closer to that ultimate destination. So there are five common mistakes I see people making when they're designing the workout progression that I wanted to go over to help you avoid. Okay, so mistake number one is not using variety to your advantage. That being said, so often people just randomly string things together, uh, looking for harder moves or better moves or doing whatever they feel like that day. And we don't want to just do all these random things every single day, right? We want to have some clear progression to it. But I think what also happens is that either we get stuck on certain moves being the right moves or on only one way of progressing exercise. So, you know, like someone says the deadlift is the best movement. So then we always have to include the deadlift. And then because their deadlift was the barbell conventional deadlift, we only include the barbell conventional deadlift and we only get focused on adding more weight to the movement every single week. And the problem with that is that we're not using all the different variations that might meet our specific needs and goals better. And we're also getting caught up in only one way of progression and sometimes doing the same but different can be progression in and of itself. And also when we're only focused on one way of progressing a movement, we can get ego in that. So one day we might use too much weight, even though we're not really ready to use that weight, just because it's more than we used the week before, or we might not be feeling it, or we might've had, you know, injury, whatever else, but we get caught up in only progressing something in a certain way. So we do more than we really should. So it's really key that we use variety to our advantage, whether or not it's using different pieces of equipment to create tension in different ways, whether or not it's being like, okay, yes, the deadlift is a amazing hip hinge movement. And I want to include that hip hinge movement, but I have an imbalance so that two, bilateral two-legged deadlift is not right for me. I'm going to do a unilateral deadlift right now. Oh, but wait, my balance isn't as great as I want it to be. So because of that, I can't really do the full single leg deadlift optimally. I'm not going to get the full benefit. So I'm going to do an 80-20 deadlift or slider single leg deadlift. So there's all these ways to use like variations to your advantage as you progress the movement. So if you're just starting back as a beginner and you do want to include the deadlift, or maybe you, you know, coming back after injury where you had lower back pain. So you want to make sure you're rebuilding that hip hinge movement pattern. You might start with a different variation than you use in the end. And you can use those variations as progression. So you do want to use variety to your advantage, not only in movements, but in the types of resistances you use and even how you design your workouts over the week. There's no one reps or sets range that's best for you. Uh, only, right? Even if you want to develop maximal strength, you might want to work in the hypertrophy rep range as well. You might want to do some strength endurance, especially when you're starting back. You might cycle what you go through based on, you know, whether or not you need a little bit of a deload week or a recovery week or whether or not you're pushing full steam ahead. So it's one of these things that the more you can use the variety uh, to your advantage based on your needs and goals, the better off you're going to be. Even cycling areas worked over the week, even doing different workouts every day of the week, but then repeating that progression two to three times. Okay. 
So tip number one is use variety to your advantage, but don't go crazy with just adding in random things every single day. Number two is not creating a clear progression. You want to repeat workouts, okay? It doesn't have to be this rigid thing where you repeat the exact same moves in the exact same way for the exact six weeks, right? You can have some variety and listen to your body based on how it's feeling. You might have variations based on even the time you have available to keep your schedule consistent or keep in a routine even when your schedule gets busy. There can be variations. And a lot of times I do even just like to keep the progressions to six weeks or sorry, three weeks, because I think the six weeks is a little too long. I think with three weeks, you have that first week to really learn the movements, uh, get used to everything. You can even sometimes use that as a little deload from the heavier weights you might've been using because you have to learn the new movements and simply by doing something new, we can't get sore. The second week, you'll sort of build upon that foundation you've built. And then the third week, you can really maximize your push with those workouts because you're super familiar with them, super comfortable with them. You've adjusted to them just enough. But then before you go into week four, you switch it up just because then you don't get ego in the weights and try and push a little bit too much. Uh, Plus, it's nice mentally if you do like a little variety in there. You've used progression, but you also get enough diversity. And when you create that clear progression, I'll always do like, hey, maybe... Monday is upper, Tuesday is lower, Wednesday is recovery. You know, I'll cycle the areas that are work so that you get some variety over the week and you're not just doing the same thing every single day. Whether or not it's an upper lower split, whether or not it's, you know, uh, front back, so anterior posterior, whether or not it's cycling more strength and cardio, or maybe like a couple of those different things combined. Maybe you're doing upper lower, but then also st- uh, cycling strength and cardio too. But you want to create that clear progression that you repeat because then you can see what's working, especially if you're building towards a specific performance goal. A lot of times people will be like, you know, I'm working on my pull-ups, but they're not getting any better. Okay. Well, you're doing your pull-up work on Monday, one week when you see progression. And then the next week you're doing it on Thursday. And that might be why you don't see progression from week to week, because on one day you're super fresh when you're doing it. And the next week you've done a bazillion other exercises and you're more fatigued by the time you actually get to that pull-up work. So the more you can give yourself that consistent routine, the more you can see what's really working and what's not working. And then even adjust things over time to get better results faster. Okay. So create that clear progression and track and log your numbers. You know, did you do one more rep with a uh, weight that you used the week before, or did you add a little bit of load? Could you do a slightly harder variation or did that harder variation feel a little bit easier? Tracking all these different things allows you to know how to progress next too, to make sure that you're building towards your ultimate goals. And you're not just working really hard and feeling destroyed from all your workouts without moving forward towards your actual goal. Because while it can feel nice to feel really tired from a workout and feel like you worked really hard, Ultimately, we do want to reach our goals. And so if you could not always feel completely destroyed, but you're working faster towards your goals, wouldn't that be even better? I think so. Uh, as much as I like to feel that hard work, sometimes I much prefer to hit my goals and make sure that I'm actually progressing forward. And sometimes doing a little bit less is more. Uh, so tip number three, not thinking through your workouts, just making them harder. So often we think if I'm, you know, dead at the end of my workouts, if I feel like I'm going to vomit, you know, if I strung together 50 burpees and I feel super destroyed and everything's super sore the next day, I worked hard. I'm going to get results. It does not work like that. Sometimes even you're spinning your wheels, working so hard without actually moving forward. And guys, soreness is not the indicator that a workout was good enough. You can simply be sore by doing something new. It's why creating those clear progressions is so key. So you're not constantly getting sore, but you can actually build up and train optimally because soreness can impact subsequent workouts, both the activation of muscles, but even how hard we're actually able to push. So here you're working really hard, you're making yourself really sore, but then all of your other workouts kind of suffer, so you're not actually ever moving forward. So it's really key that you think through your workouts and don't focus on what the best moves are or what someone else said was good or working just harder. You want everything you program to be focused on your needs and goals. You want to use, you know, maybe density sets because you're shorter on time, or you might want to change up the intervals of work because you're trying to train for an endurance race and 
increase your speed throughout that race. Or maybe you're just working on power for your sport, or maybe you're working on, you know, building stronger glutes to really be able to jump more explosively. Whatever your needs or goals are, you want to make sure that everything you program in from the movements, from the rest periods, from the, the reps and sets, everything in it is based on your needs and goals. And not only your needs and goals, but also on the schedule that's realistic for you. I'll constantly get asked, you know, do I need to work out six days a week, an hour every day to get results? No. If you have three days a week and 30 minutes, make that time work for you. Just pick a workout design that's very efficient. You won't be doing one rep max lifts, even if you want to build strength during those workouts, just because you're not going to want to waste the time resting for three to five minutes in between them. So you're going to need to find a workout design that allows you to still create that muscle hypertrophy, build that muscle mass, build that strength, but that is more time efficient. And there's ways to do that. It's just designing the workouts in a way that utilizes the time you have. And maybe you can do a body part split when you are training six days a week, but instead, because you only have 30 minutes, you alternate upper and lower body so that you can keep moving, but use heavier loads and give one area a rest while you work the other area. So you want to think about the time you actually have when you design your workouts, as well as your needs and goals. And it's not just about training harder. So just to sum those up really quick, uh, not thinking through your workouts is mistake number three. Not uh, Mistake number two is not creating clear progression. Mistake number one is not using variety to your advantage or going crazy with variety. Uh, mistake number four is focusing on or not focusing on the weekly picture. Okay. We get very caught up in like what we're doing just on one single day, but the more you can plan out your week, your weeks, your months ahead of time, the better off you're going to be. And you don't want to go crazy and maybe plan out your full year because I'm sure stuff in your life is going to change your needs, your goals, and all that stuff might change. But you do want to have a clear idea of what the rest of your week looks like, what the rest of your progression looks like, so that you can make sure that you're giving areas adequate rest, you're creating an appropriate amount of volume over the week. Because I think a lot of times when we get focused on one day, we're either just responding to how we feel that day, or we then create so much volume that really shouldn't work an area again that rest of the week, but you want to because maybe you want to train more frequently because you know that really helps with muscle growth and bringing up some of those stubborn areas. But then you're creating too much volume and then you're going to wear yourself out. So it's one of these things that you want to focus on that overall weekly picture as well so that you can design things to give you adequate amount of rest, but allow you to train at the intensity you want consistently throughout the week. So don't just get caught up in what you're doing that day, but think about how you're going to actually program out your entire week and how that's going to impact subsequent weeks as well. Mistake number five is getting caught up in one workout design or one move being the best. So I know it can be very, you know, easy to get caught up in what you've always done or what you saw in like a bodybuilding magazine or the move that someone said was the best move for your glutes. And while that might be an amazing move, we always have to remember that our needs and goals make things better or worse for us. And even while in a move might be amazing, the exact variation we use might be different. The exact workout design might be different. Again, just even relating back to the schedule that's realistic for us. Because guys, while it's really tempting to try and strive for that optimal schedule because we've heard this is the best way to get results, really ultimately what leads to results is consistency. And if you design everything with your needs, your goals, your realistic schedule in mind, you can get the best results possible for you in a way that you actually enjoy and can stick with long-term. So don't get caught up in one workout design being the best. You might have enjoyed lifting at another period of your life and doing 8 to 12 reps and resting a minute between. And now you have 30 minutes, you have kids running around, you have to do something different. Maybe now you got to do pyramids or you got to do density intervals or you got to do something that allows you to still create that muscle hypertrophy, but utilize the time you have. Okay. So make sure that when you're designing your workouts, you're focused not just on training harder, but also on training smarter. And it sort of sometimes seems like a duh thing. Like, of course I want to train smarter, right? 
But you want to think through your workouts ahead of time because not only will that allow you to design better workouts as a roadmap towards your goals, but it allows you not to get caught up in what you feel that day, the stress, the whatever else. And it also allows you to really think through everything to, to balance your, your desire to work hard with what you ultimately want to accomplish. If you are struggling to get started and you need some help designing workouts that really work, I will put a link to my training black book in the show notes just so you can check it out. Because guys, that's everything and why certain workout designs can be valuable for certain goals, why you know different intervals work, how to use rest to your advantage, how to use different techniques based on even how your goals are changing over time, okay? And it comes with 50 done-for-you workout templates as well. But it really, really will help you train smarter and make sure that you're designing everything with your needs and goals in mind. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. Have a great day, guys.